Section 88 of the Book of Household Management. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Book of Household Management by Isabella Beaton. Recipes. Chapter 39. To Make Arrowroot. 1855. INGREDIENTS 2 teaspoonfuls of arrowroot, 3 tablespoonfuls of cold water, half pint of boiling water. MODE Mix the arrowroot smoothly in a basin with the cold water, then pour on it the boiling water, stirring all the time. The water must be boiling at the time it is poured on the mixture, or it will not thicken. If mixed with hot water only, it must be put into a clean saucepan and boiled until it thickens. But this is more trouble and quite unnecessary if the water is boiling at first. Put the arrowroot into a tumbler, sweeten it with a lump of sugar, and flavor it with grated nutmeg or cinnamon, or a piece of lemon peel, or, when allowed, three tablespoonfuls of port or sherry. As arrowroot is in itself flavorless and insipid, it is almost necessary to add the wine to make it palatable. Arrowroot made with milk instead of water is far nicer, but is not so easily digested. It should be mixed in the same manner with three tablespoonfuls of cold water, the boiling milk then poured on it, and well stirred. When made in this manner, no wine should be added, but merely sugar, and a little grated nutmeg or lemon peel. Time, if obliged to be boiled, two minutes. Average cost, tuppence per pint. Sufficient to make half pint of arrowroot. Miss Nightingale says, in her Notes on Nursing, that arrowroot is a grand dependence of the nurse. As a vehicle for wine, and as a restorative quickly prepared, it is all very well, but it is nothing but starch and water. Flour is both more nutritive and less liable to ferment, and is preferable whenever it can be used. Barley Gruel 1856 Ingredients 2 ounces of scotch or pearl barley, one half pint of port wine, the rind of one lemon, one quart and one half pint of water, Sugar to taste. Mode. After well washing the barley, boil it in one-half pint of water for a quarter hour. Then pour this water away. Put to the barley the quart of fresh boiling water, and let it boil until the liquid is reduced to half. Then strain it off. Add the wine, sugar, and lemon peel. Simmer for five minutes, and put it away in a clean jug. It can be warmed from time to time as required. Time to be boiled until reduced to half. Average cost, one shilling sixpence. Sufficient with the wine to make one and one-half pint of gruel. To make barley water, 1857. Ingredients. 2 ounces of pearl barley, 2 quarts of boiling water, 1 pint of cold water. 
Mode. Wash the barley in cold water. Put it into a saucepan with the above proportion of cold water, and when it has boiled for about a quarter hour, strain off the water and add the two quarts of fresh boiling water. Boil it until the liquid is reduced one half, strain it, and it will be ready for use. It may be flavored with lemon peel after being sweetened, or a small piece may be simmered with the barley. When the invalid may take it, a little lemon juice gives this pleasant drink in illness a very nice flavor. Time to boil until the liquid is reduced one half. Sufficient to make one quart of barley water. To make beef tea. 1858. Ingredients. One pound of lean gravy beef. One quart of water. One salt spoonful of salt. Mode. Have the meat cut without fat and bone. And choose a nice fleshy piece. Cut it into small pieces about the size of dice and put it into a clean saucepan. Add the water cold to it, put it on the fire, and bring it to the boiling point. Then skim well. Put in the salt when the water boils and simmer the beef tea gently from one half to three quarters of an hour, removing any scum should it appear on the surface. Strain the tea through a hair sieve and set it by in a cool place. When wanted for use, remove every particle of fat from the top. Warm up as much as may be required, adding, if necessary, a little more salt. This preparation is simple beef tea and is to be administered to those invalids to whom flavorings and seasonings are not allowed. When the patient is very low, use double the quantity of meat to the same proportion of water. Should the invalid be able to take the tea prepared in a more palatable manner, it is easy to make it so by following the directions in the next recipe, which is an admirable one for making savory beef tea. Beef tea is always better when made the day before it is wanted, and then warmed up. It is a good plan to put the tea into a small cup or basin and to place this basin into a saucepan of boiling water. When the tea is warm, it is ready to serve. Time, one quarter to three quarters of an hour. Average cost, six pence per pint. Sufficient, allow one pound of meat for a pint of good beef tea. Miss Nightingale says... One of the most common errors among nurses with respect to sick diet is the belief that beef tea is the most nutritive of all article. She says, Just try and boil down a pound of beef into beef tea. Evaporate your beef tea and see what is left of your beef. You will find that there is barely a teaspoonful of solid nourishment to a quarter pint of water in beef tea. Nevertheless, there is a certain reparative quality in it, we do not know what, as there is in tea, but it may be safely given in almost any inflammatory disease, and is as little to be depended upon with the healthy or convalescent, where much nourishment is required. Savory Beef Tea, Sawyer's Recipe 
1859. Ingredients. One pound of solid beef, one ounce of butter, one clove, two button onions or half a large one, one saltspoonful of salt, one quart of water. Mode. Cut the beef into very small dice. Put it into a stew pan with the butter, clove, onion, and salt. Stir the meat round over the fire for a few minutes until it produces a thin gravy. Then add the water and let it simmer gently for one-half to three-quarters of an hour, skimming off every particle of fat. When done, strain it through a sieve and put it by in a cool place until required. The same, if wanted quite plain, is done by merely omitting the vegetables, salt, and clove. The butter cannot be objectionable, as it is taken out in skimming. Time, one-half to three-quarters of an hour. Average cost, eight pence per pint. Sufficient, allow one pound of beef to make one pint of good beef tea. Note. The meat left from the beef tea may be boiled a little longer and pounded with spices, etc., for potting. It makes a very nice breakfast dish. Dr. Christensen says that everyone will be struck with the readiness with which certain classes of patients will often take diluted meat juice or beef tea repeatedly when they refuse all other kinds of food. This is particularly remarkable in case of gastric fever, in which, he says, little or nothing else besides beef tea or diluted meat juice has been taken for weeks or even months. And yet a pint of beef tea contains scarcely a quarter ounce of anything but water. The result is so striking that he asks, What is its mode of action? Not simple nutriment, one quarter ounce of the most nutritive material cannot nearly replace the daily wear and tear of the tissue in any circumstances. Possibly, he says, it belongs to a new denomination of remedies. Baked Beef Tea 1860 Ingredients One pound of fleshy beef One and a half pint of water One quarter saltspoonful of salt Mode. Cut the beef into small square pieces, after trimming off all the fat, and put it into a baking jar, with the above proportion of water and salt. Cover the jar well, place it in a warm but not hot oven, and bake for three or four hours. When the oven is very fierce in the daytime, it is a good plan to put the jar in at night, and let it remain till the next morning, when the tea will be done. It should be strained, and put by in a cool place until wanted. It may also be flavored with an onion, a clove, and a few sweet herbs, etc., when the stomach is sufficiently strong to take those. Time, three or four hours, or to be left in the oven all night. Average cost, six pence per pint. Sufficient. Allow one pound of meat for one pint of good beef tea. Baked or stewed calf's foot. 1861. Ingredients. One calf's foot, 
one pint of milk, one pint of water, one blade of mace, the rind of one quarter lemon, pepper and salt to taste. Mode. Well clean the foot, and either stew or bake it in the milk and water with the other ingredients for three to four hours. To enhance the flavor, an onion and a small quantity of celery may be added if approved. Half a teacupful of cream, stirred in just before serving, is also a great improvement to this dish. Time, three to four hours. Average cost, in full season, nine pence each. Sufficient for one person. Seasonable from March to October. Calf's Foot Broth, 1862. Ingredients. One calf's foot, three pints of water, one small lump of sugar, nutmeg to taste, the yolk of one egg, a piece of butter the size of a nut. Mode. Stew the foot in the water with the lemon peel very gently until the liquid is half wasted, removing any scum should it rise to the surface. Set it by in a basin until quite cold. Then take off every particle of fat. Warm up about one-half pint of the broth, adding the butter, sugar, and a very small quantity of grated nutmeg. Take it off the fire for a minute or two. Then add the beaten yolk of the egg. Keep stirring over the fire until the mixture thickens, but do not allow it to boil again after the egg is added, or it will curdle, and the broth will be spoiled. Time. To be boiled until the liquid is reduced one-half. Average cost, in full season, nine pence each. Sufficient to make one and a quarter pint of broth. Seasonable from March to October. Chicken Broth, 1863. Ingredients. One-half fowl, or the inferior joints of a whole one. One quart of water, one blade of mace, one half onion, a small bunch of sweet herbs, salt to taste, ten peppercorns. Mode. An old fowl not suitable for eating may be converted into very good broth, or if a young one be used, the inferior joints may be put in the broth, and the best pieces reserved for dressing in some other manner. Put the fowl into a saucepan with all the ingredients and simmer gently for one and a half hours, carefully skimming the broth well. When done, strain and put by in a cool place until wanted. Then take all the fat off the top, warm up as much as may be required, and serve. This broth is, of course, only for those invalids whose stomachs are strong enough to digest it with a flavoring of herbs, etc. It may be made in the same manner as beef tea, with water and salt only, but the preparation will be but tasteless and insipid. When the invalid cannot digest this chicken broth with the flavoring, we would recommend plain beef tea in preference to plain chicken tea, which it would be without the addition of herbs, onions, etc. Time, one and a half hour. Sufficient to make rather more than one pint of broth.
Nutritious Coffee, 1864. Ingredients. One half ounce of ground coffee, one pint of milk. Mode. Let the coffee be freshly ground. Put it into a saucepan with the milk, which should be made nearly boiling before the coffee is put in, and boil both together for three minutes. Clear it by pouring some of it into a cup, then back again, and leave it on the hob for a few minutes to settle thoroughly. This coffee may be made still more nutritious by the addition of an egg well beaten and put into the coffee cup. Time, five minutes to boil, five minutes to settle. Sufficient to make one large breakfast cupful of coffee. Our great nurse Miss Nightingale remarks, that a great deal too much against tea is said by wise people, and a great deal too much of tea is given to the sick by foolish people. When you see the natural and almost universal craving in English sick for their tea, you cannot but feel that nature knows what she is about. But a little tea or coffee restores them quite as much as a great deal, and a great deal of tea, and especially of coffee, impairs the little power of digestion they have. Yet a nurse, because she sees how one or two cups of coffee or tea restore her patient, thinks that three or four cups will do twice as much. This is not the case at all. It is, however, certain that there is nothing yet discovered which is a substitute to the English patient for his cup of tea. He can take it when he can take nothing else and he often can't take anything else, if he has it not. Coffee is a better restorative than tea, but a greater impairer of the digestion. In making coffee, it is absolutely necessary to buy it in the berry and grind it at home. Otherwise, you may reckon upon its containing a certain amount of chicory, at least. This is not a question of the taste, or of the wholesomeness of chicory, it is that chicory has nothing at all of the properties for which you give coffee, and, therefore, you may as well not give it. THE INVALID'S CUTLET 1865 INGREDIENTS One nice cutlet from a loin or neck of mutton, two teacupfuls of water, one very small stick of celery, pepper and salt to taste. MODE have the cutlet cut from a very nice loin or neck of mutton. Take off all the fat, put it into a stewpan with the other ingredients, stew very gently, indeed for nearly two hours, and skim off every particle of fat that may rise to the surface from time to time. The celery should be cut into thin slices before it is added to the meat, and care must be taken not to put in too much of this ingredient, or the dish will not be good. If the water is allowed to boil fast, the cutlet will be hard. Time, two hours very gentle stewing. Average cost, six pence. Sufficient for one person. Seasonable at any time. Eel Broth 1866 Ingredients one half pound of eels, a small bunch of sweet herbs, including parsley, half onion, ten peppercorns, three pints of water, two cloves, 
salt and pepper to taste. Mode. After having cleaned and skinned the eel, cut it into small pieces and put it into a stewpan with the other ingredients. Simmer gently until the liquid is reduced nearly half, carefully removing the scum as it rises. Strain it through a hair sieve, put it by in a cool place, and when wanted, take off all the fat from the top, warm up as much as is required, and serve with snippets of toasted bread. This is a very nutritious broth, and easy of digestion. Time to be simmered until the liquor is reduced to half. Average cost, sixpence. Sufficient to make one and a half pint of broth. Seasonable from June to March. Egg wine. 1867. Ingredients. One egg, one tablespoonful and one-half glass of cold water, one glass of sherry, sugar, and grated nutmeg to taste. Mode. Beat the egg, mixing with it a tablespoonful of cold water. Make the wine and water hot, but not boiling. Pour it on the egg, stirring all the time. Add sufficient lump sugar to sweeten the mixture, and a little grated nutmeg. Put all into a very clean saucepan, set it on a gentle fire, and stir the contents one way until they thicken, but do not allow them to boil. Serve in a glass with snippets of toasted bread or plain crisp biscuits. When the egg is not warmed, the mixture will be found easier of digestion, but it is not so pleasant a drink. Sufficient for one person. To make gruel. 1868. Ingredients. One tablespoonful of Robinson's Patent Groats. Two tablespoonfuls of cold water, one pint of boiling water. Mode Mix the prepared groats smoothly with the cold water in a basin. Pour over them the boiling water, stirring it all the time. Put it into a very clean saucepan. Boil the gruel for ten minutes, keeping it well stirred. Sweeten to taste and serve. It may be flavored with a small piece of lemon peel by boiling it in the gruel, or a little grated nutmeg may be put in, but in these matters the taste of the patient should be consulted. Pour the gruel in a tumbler and serve. When wine is allowed to the invalid, two tablespoonfuls of sherry or port make this preparation very nice. In cases of colds, the same quantity of spirits is sometimes added instead of wine. Time, ten minutes. Sufficient to make a pint of gruel. Invalid's Jelly, 1869. Ingredients. Twelve shanks of mutton, three quarts of water, a bunch of sweet herbs, pepper and salt to taste, three blades of mace, one onion, one pound of lean beef, a crust of bread, toasted brown. Mode. Soak the shanks in plenty of water for some hours, and scrub them well. Put them with the beef and other ingredients 
into a saucepan with the water, and let them simmer very gently for five hours. Strain the broth, and, when cold, take off all the fat. It may be eaten either warmed up or cold as a jelly. Time, five hours. Average cost, one shilling. Sufficient to make from one and a half to two pints of jelly. Seasonable at any time. Lemonade for Invalids, 1870. Ingredients. One half lemon, lump of sugar to taste, one pint of boiling water. Mode. Pare off the rind of the lemon thinly. Cut the lemon into two or three thick slices, and remove as much as possible of the white outside the pith, and all the pips. Put the slices of lemon, the peel, and lump sugar into a jug. Pour over the boiling water. Cover it closely, and in two hours it will be fit to drink. It should either be strained or poured off from the sediment. Time, two hours. Average cost, tuppence. Sufficient to make one pint of lemonade. Seasonable at any time. Nourishing Lemonade 1871 Ingredients One and a half pint of boiling water, the juice of four lemons, the rinds of two, one half pint of sherry, four eggs, six ounces of loaf sugar. Mode Pare off the lemon rind thinly, put it into a jug with the sugar, and pour over the boiling water. Let it cool, then strain it. Add the wine, lemon juice, and eggs, previously well beaten, and also strained, and the beverage will be ready for use. If thought desirable, the quantity of sherry and water could be lessened, and milk substituted for them. To obtain the flavor of the lemon rind properly, a few lumps of the sugar should be rubbed over it, until some of the yellow is absorbed. Time, altogether, one hour to make it. Average cost, one shilling, eight pence. Sufficient to make two and a half pints of lemonade. Seasonable at any time. To make mutton broth. 1872. Ingredients. One pound of the scrag end of the neck of mutton, one onion, a bunch of sweet herbs, four turnip, half pint of water, pepper and salt to taste. Mode. Put the mutton into a saucepan. Pour over the water cold and add the other ingredients. When it boils, skim it very carefully. Cover the pan closely and let it simmer very gently for an hour. Strain it, let it cool, take off all the fat from the surface and warm up as much as may be required, adding, if the patient be allowed to take it, a teaspoonful of minced parsley, which has been previously scalded. Pearl barley or rice are very nice additions to mutton broth, and should be boiled as long as the other ingredients. When either of these is added, the broth must not be strained, but merely thoroughly skimmed. 
plain mutton broth without seasoning is made by merely boiling the mutton, water, and salt together, straining it, letting the broth cool, skimming all the fat off, and warming up as much as is required. This preparation would be very tasteless and insipid, but likely to agree with very delicate stomachs, whereas the least addition of other ingredients would have the contrary effect. Time, one hour. Average cost, seven pence. Sufficient to make from one and a half to two pints of broth. Seasonable at any time. Note, veal broth may be made in the same manner. The knuckle of a leg or shoulder is the part usually used for this purpose. It is very good with the addition of the inferior joints of a fowl, or a few shank bones. Mutton broth, quickly made. 1873. Ingredients. One or two chops from a neck of mutton, one pint of water, a small bunch of sweet herbs, a quarter of an onion, pepper and salt to taste. Mode. Cut the meat into small pieces, put it into a saucepan with the bones, but no skin or fat. Add the other ingredients, cover the saucepan, and bring the water quickly to boil. Take the lid off and continue the rapid boiling for 20 minutes, skimming it well during the process. Strain the broth into a basin. If there should be any fat left on the surface, remove it by laying a piece of thin paper on the top. The greasy particles will adhere to the paper, and so free the preparation from them. To an invalid, nothing is more disagreeable than broth served with a quantity of fat floating on the top. To avoid this, it is always better to allow it to get thoroughly cool. The fat can then be so easily removed. Time, 20 minutes after the water boils. Average cost, 5 pence. Sufficient to make one half pint of broth. Seasonable at any time. Stewed Rabbits in Milk 1874 Ingredients Two very young rabbits, not nearly half grown. One and a half pint of milk, one blade of mace, one dessert spoonful of flour, a little salt, and cayenne. Mode Mix the flour very smoothly with four tablespoonfuls of the milk, and when this is well mixed, add the remainder. Cut up the rabbits into joints, put them into a stew pan with the milk and other ingredients, and simmer them very gently until quite tender. Stir the contents from time to time to keep the milk smooth and prevent it from burning. One half hour will be sufficient for the cooking of this dish. Time, one half hour. Average cost, from one shilling to one shilling sixpence each. Sufficient for three or four meals. Seasonable from September to February. Rice milk. 1875. Ingredients. Three tablespoonfuls of rice, one quart of milk, Sugar to taste. When liked, a little grated nutmeg. Mode. Well wash the rice. Put it into a saucepan with the milk, 
and simmer gently until the rice is tender, stirring it from time to time to prevent the milk from burning. Sweeten it, add a little grated nutmeg, and serve. This dish is also very suitable and wholesome for children. It may be flavored with a little lemon peel, and a little finely minced suet may be boiled with it, which renders it more strengthening and more wholesome. Tapioca, semolina, vermicelli, and macaroni may all be dressed in the same manner. Time, from three-quarters to one hour. Seasonable at any time. To make toast and water. 1876. Ingredients. A slice of bread, one quart of boiling water. Mode. Cut a slice from a stale loaf, a piece of hard crust is better than anything else for the purpose. Toast it of a nice brown on every side, but do not allow it to burn or blacken. Put it into a jug, pour the boiling water over it, cover it closely, and let it remain until cold. When strained, it will be ready for use. Toast and water should always be made a short time before it is required to enable it to get cold. If drunk in a tepid or lukewarm state, it is an exceedingly disagreeable beverage. If, as is sometimes the case, this drink is wanted in a hurry, put the toasted bread into a jug and only just cover it with the boiling water. When this is cool, cold water may be added in the proportion required. The toast and water strained. It will then be ready for use and is more expeditiously prepared than by the above method. Toast Sandwiches 1877 Ingredients Thin cold toast, thin slices of bread and butter, pepper and salt to taste. Mode Place a very thin piece of cold toast between two slices of thin bread and butter in the form of a sandwich, adding a seasoning of pepper and salt. This sandwich may be varied by adding a little pulled meat or very fine slices of cold meat to the toast, and in any of these forms will be found very tempting to the appetite of an invalid. 1878 Besides the recipes contained in this chapter, there are, in the previous chapters on cookery, many others suitable for invalids, which it would be useless to repeat here. Recipes for fish simply dressed, light soups, plain roast meat, well-dressed vegetables, poultry, simple puddings, jelly, stewed fruits, etc., etc., all of which dishes may be partaken of by invalids and convalescents, will be found in preceding chapters. End of section 88 Recording by Elaine Hamby.